Welcome this morning. We are so glad you are joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. If you don't have a candle or a Bible, if you'd like to follow along the readings this morning, we invite you to stop the recording now, go and get these, and then return. Our preacher this morning is the Reverend Kenan Kelsey, and her sermon title is Relationship is the Way. Kenan is a retired clergy member of the Presbytery of San Francisco and a friend of our beloved 7th Avenue community. To find out more about her, you can see her bio in the announcements. Just click that link in this morning's email. Speaking of the announcements, you'll also find that we are offering a post-Easter contemplative retreat that'll take place via Zoom on Saturday, May the 23rd from 10 until 11.30, and it'll be co-facilitated by Pastor Myers and myself, along with Jonathan Mareska. To sign up, simply email me. You'll also find Bay Area volunteer service opportunities during these COVID-19 days offered by Tim Kwan of our Leadership Council and Chair of our Mission Team. As my retirement is quickly approaching with May 31st being my last day as your pastor, we plan that day to have a Zoom social hour at 11 a.m. And it'd be really great if you could be with us. Our plan then is that on Sunday, July 26th, I will return for a final liturgy with a celebration happening that afternoon over at Portrero Hill Neighborhood House well, we'll have an opportunity to remember our 30 years of ministry together. Please put this date on your calendar now. Speaking of July 26th, you should have received an invitation via paper post where you were asked to reply that you'd be able to be with us. Since we had to postpone the date because of COVID-19, a second invitation has gone out and you need to reply again this is essential so that we can give our caterer an accurate number of folks who will be with us. Speaking of the invitation, if for some reason you did not get yours, check your spam, or please call the church office or Mary Maganti, and we'll make sure you receive one. This week, you should have or will be receiving an updated directory of our church community. If you would like a digital copy of this, please simply contact Michael Turner in the church office and he'll email you a PDF. This directory is a wonderful way to help us keep connected during these COVID-19 days and beyond. And as Melvin Fujikawa encouraged us in his sermon to do just that, to stay connected with one another. You should have also received our May newsletter, the 7th Ave News, and I ask you to please read my final pastoral word included in that issue. Finally, if you'd like to support the ministries and mission of 7th Avenue, please click the donation link in this email and it'll take you to our website. Now, as we allow the announcements to fade away, I invite you to quiet yourself, becoming interiorly still as you prepare to worship the God who calls you by name.
in quietness and in darkness, in peace and in confusion, Jesus Christ enters our world to make home in us. And God spoke, I am for you. In Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither Protestant nor Catholic. In Christ there is neither black nor white, neither first world nor third world. And God spoke, I am for you. Christ is the light of the world. Christ is the hope of the world. In Christ there is neither male nor female, neither master nor servant. In Christ there is neither rich nor poor, neither middle class nor working class. And God spoke, I am for you. Christ is the hope of the world. And, and God, God speaks, speaks I, I am, am for you. For you.
A prayer of affirmation and wholeness. O oh God, you are beyond our understanding and yet close to us as a parent. You have walked among us, teaching us. You are within us, loving us. Forgive those times we have failed to see your love outside us, within us, among us. We ask forgiveness when we separate ourselves from you and one another, as we now make our silent prayer. Hear these words of forgiveness. Nothing is so broken that God cannot restore it to wholeness. No one is so distant that God cannot draw near. Trust that reconciliation is always possible. God always leads us home to a place of deepest belonging. This, this is, is good, news. good news. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Amen. Do not lose heart.
Our first reading is from Psalm 31, beginning with verse 1. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, who is holy presence, send your spirit upon both the reading and hearing of these words that our ears may hear a new word for us this day. In the power and life of the Risen One, we pray. Amen. In you, O God, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden from me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O faithful one. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church. Thanks be to God.
Our second reading is from the Gospel of St. John, the 14th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Listen for the word of God. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In the house of God there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Rabbi, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to God except through me. If you know me, you will know my God also. From now on you do know God and have seen God. Philip said to him, Rabbi, show us the Holy One, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the face of God. How can you say, Show us the Holy One? Do you not believe that I am in God and God is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the one who dwells in me does this work. Believe me that I am in God and the Holy One is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to God. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Holy may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. Here ends the Gospel. On this fifth Sunday of Easter, the setting of our Gospel is somber. Jesus has just finished a Last Supper with his disciples, he has washed their feet, given them a new commandment, predicted Peter's denial, foretold Judas's betrayal, and told his friends that he is about to leave them. Where I am going, he tells them, you cannot follow now. Needless to say, the words sting and fill the bewildered disciples with fear. What is Jesus talking about? How will they survive if he leaves them, if he actually leaves them? Where will they go? What will happen to their cherished plans? Why is the ground shifting under their feet? If you're like me, sheltering at home, obsessively reading the daily headlines and fearing what life is going to look like for the next many months or years, you can relate to the disciples' questions. What's going to happen to our families, our towns, our nations, our world? Where's Jesus in all this pain, fear, death, and loss? How will we find him if he's gone to a place we cannot go? And Jesus responds, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't you wish it were that easy? Jesus speaks with certainty but we are currently living in dramatic uncertainty. Where and how will we all be safe? How can we hug our loved ones? 
When can our livelihoods resume? Who can endure platitudinal advice like that? To not be nervous, anxious, shattered? Little flock, do not worry? Are you kidding? But no, Jesus is not kidding. He clarifies, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So I guess we should pause here because this line gives so many people so much trouble. Remember that ancient biblical languages did not use articles. So the original text read, I am way, I am truth, I am light, without the article. He reassures his dedicated disciples, his intimate friends, that they need not panic. I am your way. I have shown you. I have taught you. That's it. No master plan, no PowerPoint presentation, just himself. Just the messy, intimate, ever-evolving, scary, and often confusing business of relationship. When I entered seminary some decades ago, I thought I knew what the Christian life is supposed to look like. But my professor said, this experience is going to break your faith, challenge all you think you know, and then rebuild it. To know God, I would have to unknow God. Let us pray to God that way me we may be free of God. That's what 13th century mystic Meister Eckhart wrote, implying that all our conceptions of God always fell short, always fail. Let's name honestly, he suggested, the imposter gods we conjure because we fear the mystery who really is. Let's admit that we shape these gods in our own image and that they serve us as much as we serve them. What are some of your imposter gods? Mine include the God who bargains, the God who guarantees my safety, the God whose perfect will controls everything, the God who makes faith easy, If you consider what your imposter gods look like, you will recognize them because they speak kindly and make the most alluring promises. They pretend to make the world less scary, more manageable, more tame. They take hold of my deepest hungers and promise feasts beyond imagining. I'm afraid I'll starve if I let them go. So I pray and wait and wait and pray. I pray to God to be free of all the gods who keep me from apprehending the one who really is. I pray to know the God who dwells in mystery. The God who says, I have to go now, but I will still be with you. Things are changing, but you are not alone. Maybe it feels like a tall order right now to not let your hearts be troubled. Trust 
that you do, in fact, know the way. The quite unglamorous, risky, but ultimately life-giving way of Jesus. You know his life, you know his love, you know his death, you know his resurrection. This is a gospel for our time. The story, your story, my story, our collective story of this precarious, overwhelming pandemic moment will not end in death. We know Jesus and we know God. And from that solid relationship, we can go forth to do God's works. As Jesus taught us, we can love one another, forgive 70 times 7, step outside our safe comfort zones, speak truth to power, be compassionate, anoint one another, feed one another, pray for one another, give thanks. My friends, trust the relationship. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Amen. Speaks my name, speaks my name, beloved. 
to love one another, and one of the ways we do that is pray. So let us join our hearts together, offering prayers for the world, for the whole human family, and all of creation. God of life, we give you thanks for this planet we call home, for flower blossoms and sunshine, for bird songs and swaying trees, for the waves of the ocean and the life of mountains and hills and streams, we give you thanks. For the reminder of life beyond one moment, one room, and for the depth in each moment and in each room, we give you thanks. We know beauty and pain, inspiration and fatigue, a need for space and for connection, Give us gentleness to hold it all and more fully embrace our being human. We pray we might be surprised by love, that we might be sustained as we greet each morning, that we might remember one another. So we pray for our brothers, sisters, siblings, near and far. For those we know and understand and recognize, and for those we've never met, or understood, or wanted to. Though the call to love one another is not always one we are up to, in this moment, we give you thanks for each life and honor the gift we hold. And now in silence, we continue in prayer for the world, ourselves, and those we love. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, 
our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
Our charge today is to believe Jesus' words. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Love one another. Forgive 70 times 7. Speak truth to power. Be compassionate. Give thanks. Trust the relationship of love that God has with you. grace of God who created you in love. The peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love. And the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. <laughs>